Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, Socceroos, great. Old, uh, you know what? When I was growing up, Mark Bosnich was at the very top of my wish list to interview and speak to, and I was lucky enough to work with him on Fox a few years ago. And uh, some of the biggest names in football will be in action tomorrow morning from 4.55am as the pool stage of the UEFA Champions League sees a frantic finish to make the round of 16. And every match, of course, is exclusive and ad-free live and on demand on Stan Sports. So to talk about all things round ball game is uh, that man I just spoke about, Mark Bosnich. Mark, welcome to the show. Good evening, Tom. How are you both? Yes, we're going well, Boz, if I can call you Boz. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to speak to you because you're a wealth of knowledge. Um, how embarrassing do you think it is for your former club, one of your former clubs, <laughs> Manchester United, to finish last in their Champions League group behind the likes of Copenhagen and, uh, and Galatasaray? Well, there's no doubt that it's a, it's an embarrassment, but um, the type of defeats that they've suffered this season and the type of unwanted records that have tumbled, you know, first time that Brighton's ever won at Old Trafford, first time on the weekend that Bournemouth's ever won at Old Trafford, it hasn't come, and this is really the frightening thing, in my opinion, as a great shock. Now, in this Champions League, you know, group that they've got, and you mentioned the, the other two teams, at Galatasaray and Copenhagen, Copenhagen went through. Congratulations to them. It's not taken nothing away from them. Only the second time in their history they've ever gone through to the knockout stages. But those two teams, along with Bayern Munich, when you looked at the draw at the start as a Manchester United supporter, you sort of thought, okay, maybe not Bayern, you know, but we can definitely qualify for this group quite comfortably. And unfortunately, it hasn't worked out that way. And they've got really some serious issues and some serious things to look at right now, especially now as a chap called Sir Jim Radcliffe, um, who's, a, who's a British billionaire, has taken control of 25% of the club on, on a precondition that he'll be in charge of the football department. Now, that leaves the open question as to the manager's job and his future. Now, I think that we need, when I say where's the managers, I need to get out of that cycle of basically sacking managers every two or three years. I really think it's it's got to the stage that they have to stop. However, I will say this with a little caveat. Yep. If he continues to lose, and remember, they play Liverpool this weekend away at Anfield, constantly continues to lose, I don't think he'll be leaving the, the new boss of the football department without much choice. On to this morning, I think it was actually a decent performance, although Bayern is quite clearly at this moment in time on a different league, on a different level to Manchester United. They, not qualifying for the knockout stages, nor the Europa League by coming third, that wasn't because of this morning. That was because of the poor results they had recently against Copenhagen away and against Galatasaray at home and away. So, Bayern, are they the team to beat or Real Madrid, uh, Man City, obviously, up there? So, who's your, who's your likely favourite so far? 
all those ones you mentioned, Adam, uh, completely. Uh, Manchester City, uh, reigning, you know, reigning champions. Although they've had their their issues this season, of course, still without their best, arguably their best player, in Kevin De Bruyne. But yeah. come the knockout stages, they'll be a real force. Real Madrid, you know, the 14 times winners of the competition, undefeated, won every game of the group stage. You mentioned them, and of course Bayern Munich. Um, you know, the six-time champions that haven't really been, you could say, in scintillating form this season, although they only lost their first game in the league on the weekend to Bayer Le- uh, to sorry to Eintracht Frankfurt. It was 5-1. But a Bayern supporter made a point to me the other night when I spoke to him that, you know, for years and years and years, we've started off the Champions League group stages on fire. And then, for example, the last three seasons, they've gone out the quarterfinal stage. So they'd much rather it this way, that they build up, you know, because, you know, and sort of slowly much more like, say, a Melbourne Cup as in, in comparison, if you want to use a racehorse analogy, to a golden slipper and finish stronger rather than start really, really quick and then fall away at the end. All those teams would come, come under consideration. I wouldn't rule out Barcelona, although their form has been inconsistent as well. Yep. Uh, uh, but uh, those teams you mentioned and another outside bet, even though a lot of people will probably think they're not an outside bet, but the way that they've been playing in my opinion, they will be, is Arsenal as well under Mikel Arteta. I think they've made great strides and the, the, they will be a dangerous side coming into the knockout stages. Hey, Bozza, one of the um, one of the interesting points that we've seen in previous years, uh, over the past so what, 20 years when new owners come in, they've got lots of money and then the expe- expectations rise on those clubs. And one of those clubs recently with the new Saudi owners is Newcastle and they play tomorrow yeah. morning against AC Milan. I'll be up watching that at 7am, um, but they do need to win to have any chance of qualifying for the knockout stage. Is it a failure if they miss that knockout stage? No, it's not. And I'll say this, this is the first time in 20 years that they've been back in the Champions League. Yep. And for, for those who don't know, just to explain, at the, the way UEFA, which is the governing board of, of European football, have set things up, is that you can only spend two-thirds, 66% of your turnover on players' wages, transfers, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to take them a while to build up that turnover, to build up the, the, the basic the funds that the club are earning worldwide um, before they can really use their financial muscle in a way that, that, would, that, that you would associate with uh, the, the Saudis who are, who are completely behind them. Uh, they were very unfortunate on match day five, the last match day, to consider last uh, injury time penalty against PSG. Like you said, that leaves them in a situation where they're going to have to rely on PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, either drawing or losing uh, in, in Dortmund, in Germany. Now, the thing is, number one, obviously, PSG are flying in League One in France. They're, they're coming first. Dortmund lost again on the weekend, but Dortmund have already qualified they're through no matter what. So uh, PSG beat them in their first game. So it's always very, very difficult, a la Manchester United this morning, when you have to start relying on other results. I think they'll actually beat AC Milan tomorrow, but I don't, I cannot see PSG losing uh, in Germany to Dortmund. So that's the only other place that's available. The last place that's available is in Group H, where Barcelona have qualified, but the last remaining spot will be decided between Porto and Shakhtar Donetsk, and they play each other. Shakhtar Donetsk have to beat Porto. If they draw, Porto will go through. So those are the last two of the 16 places remaining that are up for grabs. And of course, this is the final season after, what, 30 years, I think, where we'll see eight groups of four. From next season onwards, it'll be four groups of nine and you'll play two teams from each group, including your own. So there'll be eight match days and then there'll be a league table, just like it was in the Cricket World Cup. So there'll be a league table and the teams one to eight We'll go straight into the round of 16. The teams 9 to 16 
will play off the, the team 17 to 32 in a two-legged playoff round of 32. Winners of those games will then play the eight teams that are qualified originally. So, a bit of nostalgia, really. So, like I said, last last time in pretty much 30 years of a concept that has worked so well and made it, of you know, the, the biggest club football competition by far in in football and arguably. What, the, the biggest sporting competition in the world. Coons wants to talk about English Premier League, but just quickly, is that a good change for the Champions League? Do you like what they've done? Well, time, time will tell, Tom, because like I said, they've had such great success with it. Um, you know, I mean, just to give people an idea, I mean, the, the Champions League final worldwide pulls in four times the amount of viewers that the Super, uh, that the Super yeah. Bowl does. So it's, you know, you know, people sort of say, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. So we'll see. A lot of that has been the pressure from the clubs wanting more money. You know, remember we had the, the threatened oh, yeah. breakaway league a couple of years ago. So this is a this is a situation that UEFA have come up with. It's, it's basically, it'll be an extra two match days. So there'll be a match day seven, match day eight during the group stages, and then an extra two for the, for the playoffs for the round of 32. So we'll see, we'll see what happens because, like I said, it's worked so well. I mean, for those who don't know football, think of it as the Cricket World Cup but on a larger scale. Now, the, the difference being uh, from the Cricket World Cup, I thought towards the end of the Cricket World Cup, some of those games could be a little bit off-putting because there was nothing riding on it. Yep. This time, pretty much 32 out of 36 teams are going to have something riding on those games uh, going into the, the final rounds. And this, this is what UEFA want. They want interest. Because like I said, tomorrow morning, for example, there's only two groups out of the four where there's real interest because the other groups are pretty much done and dusted. It's pretty much whoever finishes first or second. So this is what they're, they're aiming for. So time will tell because, like I said, 30 years is a great run with a certain format. Mm. Uh, EPL title race is wide open. Can you see someone pulling away or you feel this one's going to go right down to the wire? Right down to the wire, Adam. I think it's going to be the most open title race, in my opinion, uh, for, for some years. And we've seen the, the, the re-emergence of, of Spurs under Ange Postacoglu. We mentioned Newcastle before. Aston Villa, one of my old clubs, third in the table. And in my opinion, genuine title contenders. Really? Uh, they've yeah. just broken their record. Yeah, they've just broken their record for Premier League, consecutive Premier League victories at Villa Park, 15 on the trot. Mm. And they've got a manager in Unai Emery who's, who's vastly experienced. And he's won four UEFA trophies. That's the second-tier European competition. He's also won the championship in France with Paris Saint-Germain as well. And the points title that he's accumulated during 2023 is only second only to Pep Guardiola. So, and they've got a very good spine. They've got the World Cup-winning goalkeeper and arguably the best in the world, Emmy Martin, is at the back. They've got Douglas Louise in midfield and Ollie Watkins up front scoring goals. And the other advantage they have, they haven't got Champions League football. Now, people will say they've got the Conference League which is the third-tier European competition. But because they're so strong in that competition, they'll be able to play pretty much their second-string side up until probably the quarterfinals, when then it'll start to get a little bit harder. And also, they'll probably think to themselves, we can go on and win this. So they're an outside bet. And there's Arsenal, Manchester City, obviously, who had a bit of a rough spell recently. And the league leaders at the moment, Liverpool, mm. who are quietly going about their work. And they've only lost two games in all competitions all season. I can't see Manchester United, Newcastle, North Spurs mounting a serious title challenge. But all those teams, plus others down, you've seen it, the likes of Brentford, the likes of Bournemouth, Brighton, they're all capable on their day of beating some of the top teams. And that's really made it, for me, like I said, so close thus far. What is it? I think it's three games to go until the halfway point. There'll be a glut of games over Christmas. That's always important. We've seen with Spurs, when you lose players through injury and suspensions, if your squad's not deep enough, it can affect you. So you've also got Manchester City flying off now to Saudi Arabia to play the World Club Championship. So I think, like I said, the, the biggest handicap that we have is if you're successful, 
is basically the amount of games that you have. So there's going to be a lot to play for. But watch out for Aston Villa. Oh, well, I love that. Being biased because no, because no, nobody's expecting them to. They've got nothing to lose. The pressure will be on the other the other three teams that I mentioned more than them to go on and win the title. Boz, I think after what we saw what Leicester City did about what six or seven years ago, anything is possible. Hundred percent. And if Aston Villa, hundred percent, Tommy, can get themselves in the hunt, then uh, then why not? I mean, why not them? And they are playing. They are playing some amazing football. And you are giving some amazing expert commentary as well, Boz. So we really appreciate it. And we'll speak to you again soon. It's a pleasure to catch up. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Take care.